Welcome to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community. We're talking about the Better Business Bureau serving Eastern Michigan and the Upper Peninsula. They've been around for more than 100 years. The Better Business Bureau has been helping people find business brands and charities they can trust. And to talk with us about that and so much more is the president and CEO, Melanie Ducanel. Melanie, how are you? We're wonderful. And how is Miss Vanessa this day? I'm doing wonderful. And I always love to talk about the Better Business Bureau and the work that you're doing because it really is about service to people in Southeast Michigan and the work that you're doing in Eastern Michigan and the UP. So give our, give our listeners, Melanie, a background of your more than 100-year history and what the work that you do. So the Better Business Bureau actually started in 1912, but our little location here in Southfield uh, was originated in 1917 in actual Detroit. Um, we were started to go after bad advertisers, you know, so we did all kinds of crazy things like stand out in front of jewelry stores and uh, wear fish heads, um, little costume <laughs> saying that uh, that the jeweler stunk like a fish. Um, but at the same time, we really are championing those businesses that do things by our eight standards of trust, such as advertise honestly, be transparent, safeguard privacy. Those kind of standards can set a business apart from the rest of the crowd. So we do what we call vetting of businesses that are applying for accreditation. So we will go through licensing and regulation. We'll look at their business reputation online. We'll look at the people that actually work for the company. Are they considered, and this is kind of weird, but are they considered safe to come into your home? So we're mm -hmm. looking at, sadly, um, criminal records. So mm -hmm. And, and it's gotten to that point, but at the same time, I do want to caution people that we're only as good as the information that we've been shown or we are able to find. Sometimes things happen or pop up that we didn't had no idea about because we only have two ears and uh, two eyes and uh, one brain and we try to absorb <laughs> all of it. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, things can get away from us when you consider that in our marketplace, the U.S. Census Bureau considers that there's over 148,000 businesses in what I consider Eastern Michigan. So you go up 127, Hooker right at Grayling, go over to Alpena, and then we take over the, uh, the entire Upper Peninsula. So it's a lot of territory to cover with just 30 employees. Yeah, that is a lot of territory. And so uh, there's so many things that you um, offer in terms of tips and like kind of like the beware to the consumer and to the general public. One of the tips that the Better Business Bureau recently gave out is buying a wedding dress, prom dress, or other special occasion dresses. And we know it's wedding and prom season coming up. So right. let's talk about that and the tip that you recently issued uh, this April. Right. So we're sad to see that David's Bridal is going through a Chapter 11 reorganization um, bankruptcy. And as such, we wanted to make sure that people who may have already bought their dresses, should that be wedding or prom or mother of the bride or, you know, that special event that you got to go to. Um, one of them comes up is uh, prom with life remodeled, um, prom reboot. So, but that all being said, the tips that we're looking at is 
when you're looking for a dress at the beginning, you haven't bought it yet, start early. Because a lot of these dresses are special order, it can take a long time. So if you're working with a retailer that may have some financial challenges, such as David's Bridal, you want to make sure that you've done all the stuff you need to do as quickly as you can so you can obtain that dress in good order. But sometimes things go wrong because David's Bridal doesn't actually make the dress. In fact, many of your bridal shops actually use a manufacturer outside of their four walls to make the dress. So know who the manufacturer is. What's their reputation in the marketplace? Are they fulfilling their orders expediently? You know, if they say that the dress is going to take four weeks, are you getting it in four weeks? And once you get it, the reason you need to get it early is that you're going to have to probably make some alterations because if you want that special dress to fit that special way, you're really going to need to have that really good seamstress available to you. Some other things to consider is be clear about your budget. And especially when you walk into a dress shop, don't just say, I want to see everything you've got when your budget is $300. Because a lot of wedding dresses these days, they start at the low end at about $2,000. And if your budget's only $300, don't waste the store's time and don't waste your own time looking at stuff you just simply cannot afford. Yeah, those and are great tips. Well, and it's it's crazy because we've witnessed it in our complaint handling where they said, well, I I had a budget of this. They kept showing me $2,000, $5,000, $10,000 dresses. Did you tell them? Well, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're only trying yeah. to, you know, get that big sale. So, yeah. yeah. Know until they try. So I, I love that tip about in on uh, uh David's bridal because that's something you gotta be cognizant of. And I've known so many nightmare bridal gown stories personally, not specifically from David's bridal, but other places right. where the dress didn't come in on time or it came in, it was no no time to alter it. Um, I'll tell you a really quick story, just so your our listeners understand. My sister's a hairdresser, and she had a bride come to her the morning of her wedding, and the bride was crying hysterically because the seamstress never finished her dress, sewing her dress. My sister had to call a, fr- a seamstress who made my dress, and her dress happened to be making our dresses. She called her and said, can you help me? That seamstress called six other seamstresses and they literally sewed the dress on the bride right before she walked down the aisle, like literally was sewing. And she said to my sister, if I didn't call these five, six other seamstress, there's no way we would have gotten this done. It took that many people. And this was the morning of her wedding. And as she was getting her hair done, her mom was scrounging, trying to figure out how to fix the dress. So... (laughs) They're real stories, Melanie. <laughs> there are. And and the sad thing is, is that if you don't know, so there was a, a manufacturer of, of wedding dresses several years ago that went out of business. And very unexpectedly, there was no rumblings in the media at all that they were going yeah. out of business. They left so many bridal shops hanging out to dry because of that kind of situation. So you're looking through those bridal magazines and you're like, that's the perfect dress. Make sure the manufacturer of that dress is, is stable, is, yeah. is good as well, because you never know what's going to come out of the blue. Yeah. We're talking with Melanie Ducanel from the Better Business Bureau, offering great advice and tips to our consumers here on It's Your Community. Another uh, release that you gave out early April too, Melanie, was 
warning bait and switch scams targeting Detroit metro area Facebook groups. And this is people that are living on social media. We know that we purchase stuff on social media all the time. And I want to talk to you about how that's changed BBB because of social media, but go ahead and tell us about this release you sent out. So basically it starts off as the scammer posts a, vid a video and or a post about a sick dog where they're trying to raise some money for that dog. And it gets into an unassuming person's uh, Facebook <coughs> post and uh one moment, sorry. Go ahead, take your time. We all get tickles on the radio, voice tickles. <laughs> <laughs> and so they promote it because they want to support the, the poor dog. Yeah. And what happens is that the scammer takes that group of people that have engaged on this post and changes it to some too good to be true situation. It mm. actually, the the situation that we're speaking of actually came through my Facebook page from a very trusted um, relationship or friend of mine. And I looked at it and I went, this doesn't look good. And it was interesting because one of my counterparts in BBB immediately said something to me because I, I said, does this look fishy? And that person said, it is because here's the, here's the link in the chain and everything else. So when you're looking at something in this, in this case, it was a home rental in Waterford for half the price of home rentals. It was an adorable little house. That house actually was occupied by another person, another family. It had been for sale um, several months prior. So that's how the scammer was able to get the inside pictures too. And all these people are knocking on this poor person's door saying, I'd like to rent your place because it's a great deal. And it's mm -hmm. like, it's not for rent. It's not even for sale. Wow. So, and the outcome, the reason that the scammer wants you to engage them is that they're going to ask you, well, it's such a hot uh, property. We need a deposit. So they're going to go right for the money. And oh. then they're going to also ask you for your bank account information your social security, potentially your work. They're going to, you know, so they're going for the jugular. They're going to get cash, your profile, everything they possibly can and use it to their benefit. So when you're looking for things that have what I consider big ticket items, tread very slowly and methodically. Don't get caught up in the emotion of we've got to go get this because it's a great deal. Yeah. Like you said, if it, it sounds too good. It probably is, right? right? So speaking of scams on social media, how has like Facebook marketplace and other ways that people are selling stuff changed the way you operate at the Better Business Bureau? Like how has it affected your work in warning customers? So the sad thing is, is that the, the complaints that we're getting, especially related to marketplace, is they're thinking that they're going to buy this item from somebody that is not local, someplace where they're not going to physically go and retrieve and, and actually purchase the um, item face-to-face. -face. I absolutely stay away from anything that I have to buy through Marketplace from some faraway destination. Mm -hmm. If you're going to buy on Marketplace, and I do, I've bought a washing machine, I've bought a microwave, you know, those kind of things where I can plug it in, I can see it work, 
that's fine. And then you can, you know, negotiate a price that you want. But when you're buying that kind of stuff from somebody that's in Illinois or Ohio, I would just say, no, thank you. And mm. Facebook does give you the option of choosing, you know, national or local acquisition. Always go for the local. You can even boil it down within miles of where you're from. So if you only want to go 20 miles, they'll only search for that. Mm -hmm. But we're finding with Facebook is that they'll throw in those out of area locations. So again, double check, go slow and look for, you know, what are you really buying? But buy it face to face. Yeah, it, it's it gets scary out there. And has has technology technology and these marketplaces online um, put more of a challenge on you to kind of constantly educate the consumer? Yeah, in fact, we are doing um, presentations to our community from seniors of high school to seniors in life on what good cybersecurity you need, mm. what practices in buying things online should be, you know, what's a good consumer? Because I will tell you, that's probably the biggest change of recent is the expectations of some consumers are so off the charts that no business on in their right mind could ever satisfy them. So part of the other thing that Better Business Bureau does is it really tries to negotiate as a neutral third party to some point of resolution. Mm -hmm. I tell people I manage crazy. I manage crazy consumers and I manage crazy businesses. So when I'm looking at how do we get them to understand their craziness, and I mean that with all due respect because- yeah are their you know view of the world but if you bought the product for 50 bucks and you're expecting 65 dollars after you've owned it for two years there's no way there's yeah no way. Yeah. but some people expect something that's just not yeah not yeah kosher. it seems like we're dealing with crazy more and more every year but i'm sorry uh, to say yes yeah <laughs> Uh, Melanie, another press release you put out in April was another warning. Scammers now offering to drive victims to the bank in a new spin on lottery and prize scams. So tell us about that. Well, that this one is probably my most scary one because mm -hmm. they're calling people out of the blue to say, hey, you won, but we need to take you to we need to take you to the bank so you can get the money for the taxes on the prize winnings. We'll be happy to pick you up and drive you to the bank. Well, the okay. last time I checked, any kind of prize offering usually comes to you. Yeah. You usually don't go to them and stop at the bank on the way. Um, but my bigger issue with it is that it really puts the victim in harm's way because we don't know who's picking them up. We don't know if it's a random Uber driver. We don't know if it's the scammer themselves. Um, several years ago, we actually had a um, asphalt coating company approach a woman out of the blue. She was at her mailbox, scooped her up and took her to an ATM so she could potentially take money out of her account. It's the same kind of theory. They drive up, drive up to your door, they scoop you up and they want all your money. And I don't, you know, the other thing in talking with the city of Southfield, as well as Oakland County Sheriff, they're worried about personal harm mm -hmm. and you're putting yourself at huge risk by 
agreeing to those kind of situations. Yeah. You don't know whose car you're getting into. Not at all. And we talked about this too. I know you you put warnings out too, Melanie, about phone scams and seniors. I mean, my mom got scammed by purchasing a uh, cruise, you know, and then we had to take all her money. We we had to, you know, we had to, you know, we couldn't have her connected to her bank account or credit cards anymore because, you know, she's older and. Right. Well, and honestly, when it comes to seniors of wisdom, when that happens to them, they generally shut down because they know that their freedoms are going to be taken away. So when your family member, your older family member starts acting a little bit strangely, there's a really good chance something went wrong. It may not be a scam per se, but they may have spent money you know, on QVC and they didn't realize at the end of the day how much it was going to cost. Um, they may have given the um, boy who mows the lawn, they thought they gave him 50 bucks, they gave him 500 bucks. You know, those kind of simple mistakes add up and seniors end up going and hiding in a closet figuratively and literally um, because they're embarrassed and they don't want their freedoms taken. You know, that's such a good point, Melanie, because we didn't know what my mom did. And you could tell she was acting a little strange and she was embarrassed. I think she realized she got scammed. Mm-hmm. And then she finally told one of us that she's supposed to get this cruise and we tried to call and it was all, it was all a scam and they had already taken her money out of her eight, uh, out of her uh, bank account. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, but she was embarrassed. And then as soon as we took her money away, you, she was upset. You know what right. I mean? You feel horrible as a yeah. parent, but we're well, only you want to, to do as a child. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and protecting your parents, but we have to do those things. And it's, I appreciate the warnings from the better business bureau, because I remember you guys putting out that warning and I'm like, oh, I just never thought it would happen to my mom. You know what I mean? Right. You don't think it's going to be your parent. Uh, well, it's so interesting because so. it's happened to our parents. So yeah. we work for the BBB. We yeah. share this information. Yeah. And yet, well, and yeah. I'll give you one. So my dad is uh, my dad is 83 and uh-huh. he um, just got a weird call. It was a message about a class action lawsuit that he had not cashed his check for. And so my dad listens to the message, looks up the class action lawsuit. It is a real class action lawsuit, but he wasn't involved in it. But they oh. wanted him to click on a link or send something to an email address or call back. And thankfully, he did the research ahead of time, and he realized, no, this is so sophisticated of a scam that people are going to say, oh, yeah, I probably was a part of that, you know, class. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, here's my information and deposit that money in my account. No. Yeah. That was literally Saturday. My my dad called. Wow. Wow. Really sophisticated if the person didn't really know how class action lawsuit awards happen trust me the attorneys do not come back and tell you you didn't cash your check because the attorneys get to keep a portion of what is left over if they don't disperse all the award yeah yeah so why would they call you exactly melanie are the scammers getting more sophisticated over time getting more clever getting more creative Absolutely. And the sad thing is, is that if they were to use that kind of knowledge and creativity for good, I really do believe there would be no cancer. There'd be no common cold. There'd probably be no COVID. And, uh, and we'd be in a much better place. You know, we'd all be keeping our money for the 
purposes that we see fit rather than somebody else deciding that my money is their money. That, what a great point. What a great point, Melanie. Uh, Melanie, for people listening who have a business, they're in the service industry or whatever they're doing, and right. they want the stamp of the Better Business Bureau, how does that work? What do sure. they do? So the easiest way is to go to our website is BBB is in Better Business Bureau dot O-R-G. And up in the top right hand corner, there's a little thumbnail that says get accredited. So the application process is, is that we take all the information, you know, from if you have competency licensing, especially if you're in the trade. So, you know, do you have your master builder's license? Do you have your electric electrician's license? You know, anything that's appropriate to your business, we're making sure you have that in good stead. And then we look at, again, what's the quality of the, of the staff? What's the quality of the business from a you know, re reputation management perspective that we know that we've heard through our customers or their customers that we can see online through the Attorney General of Michigan's website. So we work with all these organizations to make sure that those that apply for accreditation are properly vetted, but more importantly, meet the standards that we set forth. At that point, if we check all the boxes and it's all really good to go, then we ask for payment to maintain this. What the return on investment or affectionately known as ROI is that that business now can use our brand, which is still in the top 10 most recognized brands. So when you've attached the BBB accredited business seal to your website, to your business card, to your sales materials, to the side of your car, to the front of your front window of your business, you're showing to a potential client that you're trustworthy, that you're going to do everything you can do to do the job right. Mm -hmm. Now, there is such a thing as Murphy's Law, and sometimes things do not go at all like planned. And then sometimes the complaint comes out. We are looking at with those businesses that they've done their level best to satisfy the complaint. Again, sometimes we can't, but we're looking at that the business has done all that they can do to make it right. So does that mean that they're going to get a negative review on their grade? No, because again, they've done everything they can do. When it becomes an issue with an accredited business is when they don't respond to the complaint. Mm -hmm. Then we go to a whole nother level where we can revoke their accreditation. It's not a threat. It's more of a promise because we're looking at, we want businesses that respond to the issues. We want businesses that respond to, maybe we have an advertising challenge to them on, we're the best in Metro Detroit. By who? What? By what standard? So we're looking at that. So, um, but we look at we renew accreditation every year. We make sure that they've upheld their standards, that they're still doing the job that they're originally doing for us when we accredited them. In fact, I have one business in particular that had grown so much that their website didn't keep up. So we literally had to revoke their accreditation until which time they could improve it and make it accurate to represent what the business had become. And trust me, the business is pretty grumpy with me, but at the end of the day, their consumers now understood what this company had become and knew what they could expect from them.
they became reaccredited, but we had to make sure that we had set things right before we moved forward. Let me ask you this, because you mentioned like, let's say they get accredited and then there is a complaint, but you mentioned there's crazies. Do you get crazy consumer complaints that are just not realistic? Like you mentioned yes. a couple yes. and say, okay, that you can't expect that company to live up to no. that standard. And we consider that what we, um, it's, it's an invalid complaint mm -hmm. um, or we can consider it depending upon what the nature of the complaint itself is. We could consider it beyond purview. Things that Better Business Bureau does not work on. We don't um, work with employer employee situations. We don't work with landlord situations. There are organizations that can help with that. However, if you don't know where to go for those kind of situations, call us. We have wonderful relationships with other agencies that can help you out. And we're more than happy to make that referral for you. You know, to that point, we're big proponents here on Itcher Community, Melody, on communicating, collaborating, connecting with the community. And that's a great example of how you could collaborate for the greater good, right? So right. You can talk a little bit more about how you see that as a leader collaborating with other organizations for the greater good. So we have um, direct relationships with the Federal Bureau of Investigations, FBI, the Federal Trade Commission. Um, the uh, Attorney General, Dana Nessel's office, we are in constant contact with their Consumer Protection Department. We work with the Department of in Insurance and Financial Services to make sure that, especially in licensing of insurance agents, is it current? Are they within standard? Um, when we're looking at credit unions or banks, do they have the proper licensing? Are they in good standing? Um, we look at, um, we work with local law enforcement too making sure that if there was a complaint that happens to pop up in Google, we can follow it all the way through. And, you know, so when we were doing vetting some time ago, one of the things that we don't like to accredit is convicted felons. We actually had a gentleman that was in his seventies and he had a conviction for a panty raid when he was in college. Oh my God. So we had to go, well, that no longer stands true. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll just ignore that one. Well, I shouldn't say ignore it, but we'll overcome it. Yeah. But we do look at the situation. So one of the things, and it's a very sensitive subject, is we do look at the sex offender registry and people mm -hmm. go, why are you going that deep? The reason we're going that deep is that if this business goes into people's homes, we want to make sure that there's safety for everyone, not just for the business, but for the consumer. And, you know, if the offense is related to children, we actually, I'm going to say it out loud, any owner, because we don't vet the entire team, because that would be a daunting project. But any owner that is on the registry, we have to sadly say, we cannot accredit at this time. Mm. Hopefully, they'll maintain a great uh, rating with the Better Business Bureau because we also do show ratings and we maintain business profiles for non-accredited businesses as well. Because when we're satisfying complaints, it doesn't matter if they're accredited or not. We're just trying to help the consumer get to some kind of resolution with their problem. Got it. Melanie, we have about a minute left with you here on Inter Community. What else do you want to share with our listeners before we let you go? Before we let, so the other bad news this week was Bed Bath & Beyond. 
you have oh, to yeah. use your you have to use your coupons by tomorrow mm-hmm. and you, you have to use your gift cards by next week so if you have any of those lingering around dig through those drawers get get those out and go spend your money um before they end up uh changing their rules right melanie ducanel thank you so much for joining us here in your community not a problem i really appreciate it We'll have you back on again. If you have any questions or comments or topics you want me to get to, Vanessa Denha, you can go to Epiphany Communications and Coaching, and you can email me there. You can find me on any of my social media platforms, uh, Vanessa Denha Garmo on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Epiphany Communications and Coaching on Facebook. As always, we remind you, our listeners, to connect, communicate, and to collaborate with your community. We'll catch you next time here on Inter Community. It's your community, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.